0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: This is the Apollo Audio Podcast and here is Billy. Hello, back with us again. And Miles. Hello. Every week Same people, hopefully. Don't (laughs) give up on us, baby. (laughs) And me, Martin, uh, and we are here every uh, week chatting about the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. This week, Low by David Bowie from 1977 and What's Going On from Marvin Gaye from 1971. Which one do you want to start with, guys? Start number one. Oh. Yeah, the classic. So let's start with number one. Marvin Gaye, what's going on, 1971? So the same question as I've asked every week. What did you know about Marvin Gaye before this came up as a job to do? <laughs> Probably not enough, if I'm being honest.
0: I knew a lot. I was brought up on sort of Motown, soul music. Um, well, I knew a lot. I knew his music. I knew his songs. Um, and I know he's a pioneer in Motown soul music he's a he's a real legend in the game and i think his music will be and will stand the test of time and well we'll come i'm sure we'll get into it but arguably um a very uh deserved position of number one
1: so you definitely weren't in a sort of uh who the hell is marvin Gaye? no sorry no no no, no, no. and i'm not sure that i mean most people will certainly have known the name this is obviously the number one album so as far as a kind of I know this, but yeah. would you? I mean, what's the what's the most what's the best known Marvin Gaye song? Would you say "What's Going On"? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or
0: "Let's Get It On." I mean, it's it's huge. I heard it through the grapevine. I think that was one of his first that broke him.
1: Heard it through the grapevine would be the one I would probably yeah. possibly say as the one that's more common knowledge. Maybe. Yeah, I think what and we touched on this. Off The pod,
0: so we're touching it on uh, <laughs> last week, but the um, I think what's going on was culturally at the time was uh very impactful. Definitely. And the you rarely get an album, well, actually, you guys might know different. But I'm trying, I was trying to think of another album which is very much talks about the situation of that era of that time. You know, literally, what's going on in the world? Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the clues in the title, yeah. and um, so listening to it, um, I found that really interesting. Um, you know, it, it it makes you it transports you back to that time and think about what was going on. Uh, literally, <laughs> what's going, what was going on? on? You know, he talks about the war in, uh, in the war in Vietnam, where I think his brother yeah. was, uh, in, um, uh. It throughout the album, or, or, or there's reference to it throughout the album, and it's um, you think, geez, it was not good, you know. It's not just like a Taylor Swift album, or <laughs> mm. you know, it's it was quite, you know, it was quite moving.
1: Yeah, I thought it was interesting that last week we did the Sex Pistols, and you're yeah. talking about that sort of political cultural relevance yes, of it, and I feel like whether it was intentional or not, the uh, Sex Pistols, never mind the bollocks, is very much a kind of well, this is a statement of a yeah. time period mm, as well yeah. and, it's, and it is a, it, it is referencing the world that they were living uh, in certainly yeah. that same so I thought there were similarities in that sense mm, between yeah. those two but I think you're right and ref, reference to the other albums that we've covered on this those are the two that are sort of political social statements yeah. and what's going on definitely comes from a deliberate attempt to do that I think yeah, that's why think. it's probably so
2: high up yeah
1: you look back on it and then
2: definitely it's like almost classic isn't
0: mm. it like what it was what it was doing
1: Yeah. Oh, this is an artist that's been around for quite a bit before this album comes out as well. It's not like yeah. he gets well into his um, recording career.
0: Yeah, I think that's what... I think the most interesting thing, which I knew about before, um, but I read about it as well since we've been researching this, was that he was like one of the Motown front runners, you know, along with Stevie Wonder, Jackson 5, etc. And, um, you know, what Motown stood for was kind of... Uh, either guys in suits or clean cut and, you know, Jackson yeah. Firelight singing, you know, happy go lucky. I want you back or whatever. Um, and this was the moment where he changed at Marvin Gaye. And he was doing that with the, through the grapevine and Barry Gordy, the head of Motown was very much like, um, you know, manufactured his image in a way. Mm-hmm. And then it all changed. He lost a dear friend to, um, to cancer. And, like I say, stuff with his brother in the war and things like that. And he turned around to Barry and he apparently went and took this record and he said, this is what I'm going to release. And Barry Gordy laughed about the room, was like, you absolutely can't release it. And then almost behind his backs, apparently albums had been sent out and now it's still Motown's, what's going on is still Motown's biggest ever mm. s- selling mm. single. Um, and it's, he changed, he went from clean cut and he'd gone to like earring, hat, and it went. he went a bit more self-expression I suppose it yeah. wasn't that he took the manufacturing this loop. is
1: the first one he produced himself as well I think. yeah um, so the album yeah. so you know your background Marvin Gaye you obviously yeah. like I said you know you know, your, you know your stuff Billy you were saying less less so knowledge. I knew the hits and all stuff like that but yeah, yeah. yeah. I was surprised this one you think Marvin Gaye you think I like, heard it through the great line that
2: happy stuff like. Yeah. and I think the music on this album like the backing track like the bass and all stuff like that happy but his voice was quite Sad, wasn't it? The melodies. Yeah. Really sad. And so, had you heard that. this
1: album before? Did I either no. of you kind of gone, oh yeah, I'll listen to it. I was what's very surprised.
2: I, w- I didn't think it would be number one when I first mm. heard it. And I think that, that expectation of it being number one as well, when you listen to it, you expect it to be amazing, don't you? Yeah. And I, I think you sort of have to put that out of your mind when you listen to it, just try and like yeah. it for the fact of what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: I've, yeah, to be honest, I haven't heard of a good number of the songs on there. Yeah. Mm.
1: The fillers, as it were. But, um, uh, I'm pretty sure I hadn't like sat down and listened to the album. No, you know? but there are, it, it, But then, like, it has it, surprisingly some of his better known songs are on this album yeah. as well. In terms of individual songs, yeah. So let's get into the. Were album. you a fan,
0: Martin? Of Marvin Gaye.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I think was it Tammy Terrell? Was that the friend yes, that we were talking about duet, who died? Because yeah, they yeah. were they were in a duet together. Like I said that sort of close friend. And yeah, there's those uh, like you said those famous '60s tracks heard it through grapevine. Yeah. there's uh, River Deep Mountain High was that. Oh uh, yeah, ain't um, no mountain high enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, them as well. Yeah, I'll get the two the two of those songs. <laughs> Always yeah. get the two of those songs mixed up. Um... Sexual healing, sexual let's healing, get it and maybe yeah. sort of. I think there was a little bit of. Do you know that Lenny Henry used to do that sort of? I don't know if you ever saw this. He used to have this sort of, I can't remember. Rufus T. Wildebeest, I think he called himself, which was like this sort of very masculine, sexualized um, <laughs> singer oh, that he used yeah. to do a sort of takeoff of. And I feel that it was probably some of that was coming from that sort of Marvin Gaye, "Let's Get It On" yeah. period, and this sort of Barry White, um, you know, so Stick This On" if you want to.
2: Yes. <laughs> have some fun times with your lady
1: Uh was was where it was all coming from and that's probably what I had related more to and then you get the oh yeah they heard it through the grapevine oh that's Marvin Gaye as well and in those early yeah. Motown stuff oh that's Marvin Gaye as well and then I suppose like more recently as well when it's like come back into popular culture because of the whole blurred lines debate uh, that Robin Thick track yeah, that's an the, awful song yeah it's probably my least favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but the, the whole debate about that was a, a ripoff, and there's well, yeah. and, and they're going, well, it's a pastiche, and there's the it, no almost the, the same. Yeah, and they didn't they? Marvin Gaye team, yeah. and it's a very interesting. But that, that sort of brought his name, I suppose, back into sort of pop, popular culture again. And I suppose that, that makes me kind of think, yeah, there's an artist who's, well, he died 30 years ago. And it's still very much a sort mm. of cultural very influential. Um, reference point. So yeah, it's like, it feels like that name's always been around my life. Mm. And then you've got what's going on as number one album. And you go, well, that's not something I would have mm. listened to. I think, I, you know, as with many artists, you go, yeah, I think I had a Marvin Gaye greatest hits album. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I knew the, the songs, but not the, not the album, because the whole album's not on there. So what did you do? Did you just sit down and listen to the album? How do you how do you approach this when we're kind of, we're doing this kind of thing? Yeah, is it kind well, of on in the background. or you do? No, or do you do an was, intense listen? Probably,
2: probably most times I listen to music is on my drive to work or whenever. So I listen to a lot of music in my car. Hmm. I would never put it on shuffle. I'm listening to an album one it the whole way yeah. through. Um, I'll get to that with more of the David Bowie one as well. But um, yeah, track one. I was quite surprised straight away with like the sampling and like the the chatting in the background sort of stuff. Yeah. And I thought that was quite for its time. I'd heard nothing sort of like that back then. Yeah. And I quite liked that. And there's that like speaking about the war. And it does take you back straight away. That. I mean, the only thing I'd say about it, I, thought it was, I loved it. It's, it's not in my, I don't think it's number one for me. Mm. Um, but I think it's really groovy. I think the, the actual instrumentation is brilliant. His vocals are really, really good. A lot of the songs seem to be in the same sort of key. I don't think there's yeah. enough like sort of yeah. a change up. Um,
1: and tempo
2: as well. Yeah, it's yeah. so all that sort of... It's so only like nine tracks, isn't it? Yeah, it's a short album, yeah. And there's one track that's like a minute and a half. I think it's quite cool. That does one That one, the minute and a half one like leads quite into the next one quite nicely. So it's sort of like one just, big track.
1: Uh, mercy, Mercy Me. Like I think uh, so. uh, God, yes. God save us, Mercy, Mercy yeah. Me. Yes, like that, yeah. yeah. But yeah,
2: re- music was... like The actual instrumentation was brilliant. Really good with the bass line, the drummer. Like really thinking yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And I like the... Yeah, Production in the background, I thought it was great for its time. The actual message, I think that's why it's probably up there as well. And again, not really for me, not it's hard to, to, to put to yourself in that space, yeah. isn't it?
1: Because I think, um, you know, you guys obviously not around at the time yeah. at all, me way too young to be even like yeah. interested. And there's and that's a very, and we've talked about this as being an American list, but equally. Even as I mean, I think this is a highly regarded album, you know, globally yeah. in the UK. But its cultural reference is obviously much stronger yeah. mm. um, from a US mm. perspective. Um, Miles, did you just sit down and listen to it? Was yeah? Kind of a-
0: so obviously, I, I knew I knew quite a lot about Marvin Gaye. I knew the hits and a couple of the other songs, but it was interesting to listen to um, all of them and the album in its entirety. But like Billy says, it was quite, sh- it was fairly short. Um, I love his voice. I love falsetto mm. vocals. He spans like four octaves. So, he, you know, he uh-huh. really, and he's got a lovely, he's got, I think he's got a lovely chest voice and he's got a great falsetto. And yeah, like you say, I think musically they've, I think it was the Motown house band, mm. the Funk Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I think I
1: read that was like the first time they were properly credited. That's right.
0: Or, uh, that's yeah. right. So they were, which was huge for the, yeah. for, for the scene because Motown, you know, it's such an interesting period, Motown, because Barry Gordy, you know, he clearly had an eye for talent. Mm. But from the... Well, I, I think it would might be fair to say that he uh, liked control of his artists and he liked yep. to be in control of what they released. I mean, I touched on this earlier and what they looked like. And I think this was a bit of a breakaway from Motown, even though it went out under mm. Motown. It was a bit of a, like... Uh, Marvin Gaye sort of breaking away from that. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, um, almost like MJ did. You know, from the Jackson Five. So, yeah, I think there's a
1: bit of that going on because you had Stevie Wonder as well. Which, Stevie sort of changed his um, exactly uh, sound in that sort of seventies yeah. period as well. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, interesting anecdote was you know that
1: sax line at the beginning of What's Going
0: On. Mm. Uh, apparently, he was just like warming up the sax player. Yeah, and uh, he came up with that, which now is like most one of the most famous sax. Oh lines. wow! And uh, Marvin Gaye was recording it and was just, um, and the guy was like, I haven't even started yet. He goes, no, I've got all I need. Cheers. Mm. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> I'm <mad. laughs> i got it. <laughs> and it's become a classic, it's become a classic sax line. <laughs> but, um, I really like Inner City Blues, the last song, which is like. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think they wanna yeah. yeah. I think they're all great tracks. One that just, um, didn't get it for me, it was Save the Children. It's a cool and response for like four and a half minutes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just
1: saying yeah. it and then he's singing it back. I was interested in that that part of it was the first part of the album that made me sort of think of the the spiritual element of the album. Yes, yeah. There's there's obviously a lot about the um Christianity effect, yes. effectively that that sort of runs through this like you said thematically the yes. Vietnam war yeah. uh cultural stuff but there's definitely a lot of spiritualism mm. uh in there especially yeah. from a, and that was the, that sort of call and response I thought yeah that's that's the sort of preacher um Congregation, yeah, which I think you know, connecting things up, and this may be a kind of a very loose connection, but it just came to me right now, yeah. very similar to what like Kanye's been doing mm. recently as well with his sort of gospel, yeah, um, strip. Yeah, I think connection. it's so influential. This album, you can hit, hear oh, other people have used yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think it may
2: be like more like the message and the theme is actually probably why it's up more up there than yeah. the actual music mm. itself. It hasn't got like hits and like bangers after bangers, I don't think. I think the music yeah. instrumentation is great. But, um, yeah.
0: but The cultural message yeah. and what it was standing for and what was yeah. Marvin Gaye sort of breaking, like I said, that sort of break away from the clean-cut version yeah. of himself, I think, yeah, it's probably helped to get to number one. Yeah. But I suppose, I, I'm actually a massive fan of him, just, you know, if we look at music, I'm a massive fan of him vocally. I think um, he's a great singer. I think he's really cool. And, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, 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 I'm a big fan. You know, my mum is just like, you know, we'll have Motown records on and yeah. Soul records on mm. as, as children, and he. Will, I think he's generally considered to be, yeah, probably one of certainly up there with Stevie as the best in that of that era. So, um, yeah, and I think what's going on is a. I think that for me, you say about like hits and bangers. I think that is, um, it's weird because almost the like if you see the live versions and stuff, the record is quite subdued, mm-hmm. and actually you see it. A, a, you see like a, a live version or people are in covers of it and you can really like ham it up and yeah. the hooks are really good. Mm. It's a different energy. You know, can't all that sort of stuff like, can, yeah. it's actually really hooky, but... Mm. The way it's delivered on the record, in fact, the whole record, it is quite subdued. Yeah. yeah. So I can understand that people that might be looking for like a bit more of a popular, you know, record hit you in the face. It won't yeah. do yeah. that.
1: It's not that sort of record. I don't think it was designed that no. way. That's one of the things that struck me on both of these uh, uh, records that we're going to talk about this week, actually. Because of the time that they were made, you're basically making albums on vinyl, right? Yeah, Orchestra. So these are very much, like I said, they're not that long you can't fit that much music on a vinyl yeah. record like there's a there's a limit to how much you can yeah. put on there and they also they're, they're side one and side two so you kind of think of the where's the split yeah because yeah. there's definitely a point at which you know there's going to be a break yeah like yeah. five songs so you in think the about yeah. what do I, how do i turn this over but this one i suppose um very much so and we've t- we talked about theme themes running through albums before and that that's probably something that was more thought about yeah. at that I think it point. runs and this your is very, way, yeah. and this movie, def Well, this is definitely, for want of a better term, a concept album. Mm. And not only that, but the way the tracks are sequenced is to run into each other. Yeah. It's yeah. not that sort of, um, yeah. you know, stop here and jump onto the yeah. next one. Or to put it another way, it's not really, it was never thought that you would shuffle it that's not a thing you're going to do. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not designed to be listened that, to that way. That what's way.
0: going on goes into what's happening, brother. It's almost. It's like. It is. I think mm. it is actually same key, same tempo. It's mm. almost the same yeah. song. Yeah, And they split it up. You're right. I think it's. Um, you could have just called the whole, you know, the whole thing. What's going yeah. on and just yeah. leave it as that. And well, the what's whole going
1: record. on? What's happening? That's the, the first yeah, two tracks. Exactly. Are, it's basically the same.
0: And. Thing. um and yeah, it didn't probably need song title to others. Just let the whole thing be mm, one 50-minute yeah. song or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. And I think that was, I don't
1: think there'd be much of that sort of thing. This sort of predates the when the, the Pink Floyds of the world yeah. are yeah. doing those sort of yeah. long um, tracks merging yeah. into one another sort of thing. So thought is possibly one of the first examples of that, certainly yeah. from a popular point of view. But I actually found that quite mm-hmm. frustrating. I don't know how you were listening to it. And it's one of the things I find frustrating about streaming platforms, is I could tell that kind of, those tracks running into each other was the point and it wasn't working quite properly mm. on the streaming yeah. platform. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I found it, it's interesting, you mentioned the one, um, God, is it God Save Us, goes into Mercy, Mercy yeah. Me. On the thing I was listening to, that was a wrench. And yeah, I could tell it wasn't yeah. supposed to be, but yeah. it was like kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was finding that kind of, oh, these aren't running the I, way that they're supposed yeah. to because I can hear where the track... Is switches yeah, from switches, one to yeah. the other and, it's, yeah. and, and they're supposed to run more into each other. Mm. Yeah. Is there a point yeah, then when, where we know they'd flip it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it was after, after Mercy be. Mercy Me actually was, was Which where is the track side two because I, I did look that up so the last track on side one was Mercy Mercy Me and the first oh, track so, was right on was the first track. So, oh, so six and side three. two is three tracks but one of them is seven and a half minutes long Yeah, and Inner City Blues is five minutes long.
0: 35 minutes the whole album. yeah. Really short,
1: yeah, but not that unusual. I said in those those days, not that unusual for various reasons. Yeah, but yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love Marvin Gaye, and I always will. And I think he's um,
2: he's great. Would you have to sacrifice, say, a link that you really like? Say, you wrote a brilliant like middle eight, and it was like two minutes. Would they have to clip it just to fit the vinyl? Then would they they have to think about music like that? That's interesting.
1: Yeah literally there was a time, time limit so I think most albums would have been no more than about 45 minutes I think yeah. it would have been sort of 20 minutes aside, side yeah. sort of thing it's crazy It's all you need That when you start reaching like our territory to listen to in one go I always
0: still think for some reason that albums are always in the 50 minute thing but I suppose they're not yeah. are they I always think they're sort of like 50 to 55 minutes mm. long but I think you not. got
1: into that world when you started getting into CDs because yeah. then you're yeah, ma- you're ma- you you can- sort of still limited but less limited because I think it was 74 minutes was the sort of top amount of time that you could get onto right. a, a CD. And know you're in sort of streaming world, you can, you know, you can do a can you on it and just go, I'll just stop when I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave the drum machine going. I, I also
0: it. think to enjoy this, this is a classic album where to enjoy it, you should listen to it in the form that it was made. So 100%. you should listen to it on a vinyl. Yeah. Sort of when you're, you know, after dinner and you're sat down with a whiskey or scotch yeah. and you put on the vinyl... And I think that's when when you'll enjoy it most for how it was made. I think that about a lot of records actually. Mm. Yeah.
1: The other thing was you had to think about the bass response. Oh yeah. On vinyl records as well. Yeah. 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 yeah that yeah. you'll find that modern records have got much bigger bass response yeah. than old vinyl because if you had too much bass, the needle would jump off the record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> so why it'd literally pre- jump out the groove. Yeah.
0: Presets, isn't there? Called Mo- it's called like Motown bass and vintage bass, and it very oh, wow. much is. Not very bassy. Yeah, yeah, it's like known to like hit your mids more than mm. you like. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not sub. Yeah,
1: it was a physical um, limitation of recording to vinyl. Was yeah, if we make this too much too bassy. It will jump out. Jump out. Yeah. Or they put their bassier tracks nearer the beginning of the album because the <laughs> grooves are wider. Oh, really? The nearer you are to the edge of the record, oh, wow. the nearer you get to the inside, it's like they're they're closer together, so when, it's more when, likely when... to skip if it was too bassy. So you'd sequence your album with your bassier tracks at the beginning. Oh.
0: when I'm recording, <laughs> I do think I'm a phony when I do like take after take after, and I do a vocal track again. I will do that yeah. word again, again, again. I think yeah. God, they didn't have this luxury back in the day. Yeah. You know? yeah. So you hats off you to those. Still do, those I
1: think you can still go places where you can track direct to vinyl. That, that would be great. So I, I do though, know someone it? who's. I've got a friend who has done that. They just I imagine like if you're flat
0: and you just ah. And, oh. and, it, and it's <laughs> not, not the vinyl. I, now. It's not even
1: from tape to vinyl. It's like it's not. They're directly scratching it straight onto the disc. a single take thing.
0: Yeah. I was actually thinking which is to the little sort of uh, verge away but how we were talking about the Adele show was on last night note perfect live and I thought someone like her would smash that me not so much (laughs) (laughs) Marvin Gaye would do great as that as well I feel like he's he's an organic singer like that Mm. you know Um, I suppose you force yourself to be because you know you know when I stand up there and do a take, I'm pointing now for any all listeners to yeah, the microphone. Point, pointing at the um, microphones in the studio. You know, maybe you don't try as hard because you know. Well, if I'm a bit flat or a bit yeah. sharp,
1: I'll redo it. Mm, you
0: yeah. know. So I think, um,
1: yeah. or Melodyne will take care of. Oh, Melodyne
0: take oh, care of it exactly. So, um, so yeah, I think um, there were probably singers back in the. Well, I think anyway, singers back in the day were better, but they were probably had to be better because they know they only you know they only got a few stabs at it yeah. in in the studio.
1: Yeah, had to be rehearsed. Yeah. yeah. Your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the, like, see, the, uh, just coming back to that album, the or- orchestration and the performances on these are just like consummate professionals. Aren't yeah, you yeah. just listen to that, and you go, "That's glossy. Mm, yeah. That's classy. Yeah. Uh, everyth- everything's been done really well. Would yeah. they
2: have done that live? Would they have been or have they played, or like that play separately on back then or which, uh, which like bits? the drums? And, like, would they record that all like live together and be in the band? Most room? of it, I'd probably. Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah, there is a certain energy in that, isn't there? You know, you're going to pick up an energy where you're in the room with the rest of the musicians. I think, yeah. and it, what's going on is a great example of it. I think it does capture a, a, an energy which, perhaps, I don't know. A lot of these pop albums, you look back at that Taylor Swift one we did, and yeah, you well naturally they're a bit overproduced anyway, but it does lack that sort of in the room mentality that you. And I think that you that comes across. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. that's polished. You know, that's tuned that's you yeah. know and, and I feel these old certain Motown soul records that you there's more of a sort of grit to it mm. and, and do you know what I mean? A bit more yeah, organic. We were
1: just talking about the, the Adele albums just come out as we're as we're doing this. And mm. I think I said to you outside, I I, I was listening to it this morning, yeah. just after I'd listened to what's going on and I thought I can I can hear the line through from yeah. Marvin Gaye, what's going on through to Adele thirty. Mm. It's like that that's not saying that they had that as a reference point. But the sense of where this is coming from is very similar as yeah. opposed to, you know, it's, all, it's clearly it's not a punk album, but it's got that, that, that same sort of idea of how we make the arrangements, how we present the vocals. Um, that's interesting. I just felt like that's where it's coming from. That's, that's the, that's the original touch point. If you like, without the Marvin Gaye record, you don't have the Adele record the way that it sounds now. Definitely.
0: I think, I think it's, and yeah, I think it set the tone for those kind of records, you know, Yeah, Definitely. I think maybe that's why but another reason why it's uh number one.
1: Yeah. Well that was that was good. I liked that. That was not that, <laughs> that, that was a good way to end. <laughs> so what's going on was uh it only got to number fifty six in the UK, you know, on the chart when it was released. What do we reckon? Do it, it did Broadly deserve its place? <sighs>
0: It depends what you're. Lo- it depends what you're looking for for your for your top. I can see why it's number one. Uh, yeah,
2: I can see why culturally it, and influentially to other artists. Uh, but yeah, but if it's, like, it's not number one for me,
0: I suppose it. I suppose just last year, I suppose it is very relevant for now as well. You know, it's very much talking about politically. You know,
2: and that may be what's why.
0: going on in the world. And yeah, I yeah. think that's maybe why it's doing well because we are what is going on I in can the world imagine. at the moment. I, th- I think it'll sort
1: of stick around in the top of lists for a long time. But mm. it, it's. It is definitely, I mean, what are we talking? 50 years old, literally, isn't it? 50 years old this this year. And it's number one now. That's longevity, right? Yeah. (laughs) So that's pretty good.
0: Anything else to say? Long live Marvin Gaye and his soulful, sultry sounds.
1: Album number two, then, David Bowie. I've got to go, guys. (laughs) And Low from 1977. You know, we're picking these albums at random. So I thought, first of all, it was interesting that we picked another album from 1977. But did you notice that Marvin Gaye's What's Going On was his 11th album?
0: And so and both. So <laughs> yeah, I really? see that. It was
1: his 11th album as well. Yeah. The Taylor Swift and Kanye one was the same, wasn't it? it was yeah, both it was of the... their fourth albums, I think.
0: Yeah, fourth.
1: And this is both of their 11th albums. So, like, what, what are the chances <laughs> of that as a coincidence? But also, I thought, okay, 11 albums in about 10 years, maybe, of being, or less, maybe, mm. of being sort of music artists. I don't know when but, like, mm. Bowie starts making, when's his first album. It can't be much before 1967. No. And uh, Marvin Gaye can't be much before 1961, if even that. So I think we touched on this before about the how often do you make an album? I think, you know, go back to that period. You're like three a year or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's like nuts. Anyway, where do you want it? Who wants to? What did you? Well, David Bowie, we've kind of touched on this a little <laughs> bit in our previous conversations, certainly introducing this one. What did you know about David Bowie? What did you think of David Bowie? I knew Before like four, we've been forced into stuff. I thought we all knew like the Ziggy, like stuff, and like his poppy stuff, maybe later in the
2: 80s. I do This guy described it as his like Berlin period. We did like three albums there. Yeah. Didn't know anything about it. I've heard of Lowe. I've heard how he's one of his like top albums. But I didn't know anything about this sort of Bubby period.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Me too. Me too. And this is why I've loved doing these podcasts because it's opened my mind that we mm. should really, um, again, I'm fairly embarrassed to to sort of admit to my... No, I think actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to take that back because you've got to stand by your musical I'm taste. Proud. I'm you're Not <laughs> proud, but I suppose I always bit my lip a little bit if someone was saying, do you love Bowie as well? I, mm, you know, so you've I do w- g-
1: Give consideration to your age as well and you're sort mm. of growing yes, up. Yes, but
0: know. I think as, as, a, as a musician, I yeah. think he and he's got such a, he's not even a cult fan base, is it? Because he's very, yeah. he's got a massive fan base, but they are like, you know, if, if you like Bowie, you love Bowie, right? Yeah. Mm. He's just got like diehard fans. But for me, I was never a diehard fan. Yeah, yeah. You'd be pleased to hear, because I know you're desperate to hear this.
1: Oh, I need to know.
0: Yeah, I like him a little bit
1: more now. Tiny bit more.
0: I like him um, a little, I like him a little bit more. I enjoyed the album. I think musically, instrumentally, yeah, Loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I really, I, really I, I good. Was, I
1: was fascinated, like, to, to get into this conversation, like, because br- we have had this conversation about, you know, you're not being into Bowie. Yeah. And um, I didn't really know much until probably the 80s was a, when I became very aware of what Bowie yeah. had been. Yeah. yeah. Even though I probably knew a bit about the 70s and se- certainly Space Oddity, I think, was kind of, oh, that's David Bowie, isn't it? I knew yeah. that. yeah the conversation that we had about mainly that you saying like the thing you didn't like about David Bowie was his voice. Yeah. And I thought, how funny is this that the first Bowie album we pick up off this list is broadly instrumental. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I, he might, he
2: might, where
1: was he? First listen, the like, yeah, studio? I was
2: like, like where, are like, he's I, only about 20% of yeah, the album, isn't he? But I think there's a reason for that. The, the hook from this album or oh, some, like the guitar line in there, yeah. like that first track, yeah. that, dan, dan, that's what you yeah. hear. That's that that's one. one, one that I always songs. go back to that one. The instruments are like the course of the songs, I think sometimes are the music, yeah. And um, I think it takes a lot to be that confidence to strip it back and do yeah. it, yeah. Um, and I think they were, they were seen and as
0: quite groundbreaking in terms of instrumentally what they mm. were doing using yeah. different s- sounds for the guitars and synthesizers, yeah. And things I think it's like
2: definitely like that synth sound is used so much more like a few years later I'm in the saying. 80s that is the sound of the 80s yeah. and he's using it in 77 saying
0: it paved yeah. the way for like um, like the Human League and yeah. even yeah. like Arcade Fire and bands like that yeah, like, yeah. the, the, this was almost but then this is what I don't understand because correct me if I'm wrong but does David Bowie play instruments
1: yeah he,
0: did he play yeah but he didn't play like the guitars on, on, on
1: I think he plays the guitars but he plays the synthesizers he plays the saxophone yeah <laughs> Uh, How oh much yeah, is it involved it with the
2: actual instrumentation of the yeah. um,
1: uh A lot of it. I mean, there, there are, I can't remember the actual, the actual credits. So I would mm. have to look him up. It's interesting that you say that because even having thought what I think I know about David Bowie and then hearing this album, which I've never heard before, mm. I think I knew nothing about this mm. kind of stuff. Mm. And it's sort of the same as what you guys are saying. Yeah. I think I know, I've seen him play acoustic guitar on stage mm. and sing, and I know that he's a writer. And then you've got an album like this which is like broadly instrumental. Yeah, yeah. And it's got synths and keys and guitars mm. on it. And yeah, it's written by David Bowie. Mm. That's the credit. Is it is, it, is he Bowie got a band that he always plays on every album? Yeah, I mean there there were there's definitely there's a producer on this David uh, David <laughs> Tony Visconti who's the one of the producers on this album as someone he'd been working with since the 60s. Yeah. yeah. And then there's um Brian Eno who he started working with on this album who I think does does sort of, uh, broadly sort of credited on the, is it Wars, Warsawowski or the name of the yeah. track? That's kind of, well, he largely composed that one, I think, and then added to Bowie and plays a lot on it. And then you've got um, Carlos Alomar, I think, who's on this, uh, who played a lot with Bowie for years. He's like stuck around as part of his band for years. So there's definitely, you know, people that he worked with long-term on lots of projects over long periods of time. Yeah my first reaction was sort of similar. It was like, well, how much of this is actually David yeah, Bowie? I know. Yeah. And then you go, no, it's all him. Yeah. right. And that's like, oh, I thought I got a boy, mm. but then I go, I didn't get it no. really until I got this and went, this is all him then. Yeah. How yeah. does that work? Yeah.
0: Matt <laughs> definitely is more, you. more respect should be put on his name for that. Cause I had no idea about, it. I thought he was a pop star. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was a pop star. I didn't yeah. think that there was this sort of real musical, um, depth to him. Yeah, but, uh, And, um, yeah, so uh, to be honest, it's really made me think, right, I've really got to go back to these old works Definitely. and go from
1: it. I've, I've found it. Here you go. David David Bowie, uh, vocals, saxophone, guitar, bass, harmonica, vibraphone, xylophone, percussion, keyboard, synthesizer.
0: Well, no one else needs to turn mm. up, really.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Maybe I just like a sore That's what we played to on fancy. the album. <laughs> got... It's strange
0: the way we play his vocals as well. His yeah. vocals would just, just randomly come up and you couldn't, if you listen through your, so I listened twice. I yeah. listened on my headphones on my run, and then I was listening when I was uh, doing something at home and I just had it on my iPhone. Mm. And I had to pick up my phone a couple of times because I was like, what's that? And it was him singing. Mm. But yeah. in the mix, it just wasn't cutting through, yeah. you know, his low when he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like he comes in for like, was a couple of tracks, can't remember the top of my head, comes in for like a sentence or mm. two. Yeah. Yeah. And then goes again, you think, yeah.
1: What's going on? Really, so it's not a vocal album, basically. No, no. no. That's, no. That's no but
2: I think on, on first listen, I had the exact same thing. I was like, where is he? Yeah. Album, it's like, <laughs> well, he's a David Bowie album. Second and third listen, the space actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, more so. And um, yeah. you are chatting about an album being a grower. Yeah, yeah. This I think that this does require at least a few listens to actually yeah. understand it. And it does, it eases you in. I think the second half, I preferred much more when you like hit like subterranean territory. yeah. I actually, like, and that's I think that's instrumental as well, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. Go, I think go, the whole, the whole again that.
1: going that sort of first side, second side. Yeah, there are some vocals on the first side. Yeah, and there's the single "Sound and Vision," which was the sort of the big yeah. hit off the album, if you like. Yeah, and then I think side two is basically yeah, it's just instrumental. Yeah. It? yeah, it
2: was, I and mean, I think we was chatting about his voice a lot last week. How we don't he's quite, he puts on that accent, he puts on yeah. that. Yeah. And some points, really singing, some think. points it really works. I understand. And then some tracks in the album, what he's doing for the chorus is like, I'm like, you're yeah, like, not, not, not yeah, really didn't, for didn't me. Didn't catch me. Yeah.
0: not catch me. But I mean, they, I read that the whole thing, like the, you know, it was called low because yeah. he wanted the album to like, take a low profile mm. yeah. and not be like a big sort of big deal. And uh, I think, and Martin, you might know more, but I think at the time of release, it, uh, he, it didn't flop, but it wasn't massive, and it's almost like now bigger than it. Than yeah, it was.
1: yeah. I think I definitely at the time it was kind of split opinion. I think was that. Yeah. And I said I don't, I don't remember this at all from from the time. I've never heard this before. I kind of, I've been aware of it, never listened to it, and it was a huge surprise to me. I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but that's not what I thought it was going to be. You know, this wholly instrumental, very it's almost like a
2: soundscape. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? And when you listen to albums, do, do you listen to much, I suppose, everyone. do you listen to much just purely instrumental music? Do you like that?
0: No, I, I like albums that sometimes do sort of intros and outros, yeah. you know,
2: where they kind of, and that's normally uh,
0: like a sort of, a lot of the time, an instrumental. But no, but what I will say is that I really liked, and we've said this even when we played it recently here, but yeah. just a couple of tracks, we I actually... I actually like the style of the instrumentals. Mm. So I actually could listen to that. I just kinda of thought, you know, I'd like to hear a good singer doing like a melody film yeah. you know. I think what it's I mean? like yeah. humans, you wanna
2: be able to like sing along or at least like you can sing some of the guitar parts and that like
1: you yeah. need that sort of hook, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not i I'll put this on for a sing-along. No. I mean, <laughs> apart, I mean, like you said, it's like low profile, but I think also they kind of said it's sort of signifying depression as well. I think he was yeah, going through a pretty going sort through of like, and low period yeah, yeah. of his yeah. life, coming off drugs. Off drugs, yeah. And there was some a lot of, I don't know, there was some sort of litigation he was involved in and um, some legal disputes he was involved with as well and all that kind of stuff. I wonder um, if he toured it or he just on. went,
0: mm, this probably won't be the most... Yeah. Yeah, it. I I don't ha- know if ha- ha-
1: going out and playing it live. Yeah. No, I think he kind of hit himself, that sort of Berlin period, I think was largely a kind of, I'm just, I'm just in Berlin making music and you won't see much of me, I think. But yeah, maybe we'll find out more as we go through his catalogue of, I mean, I know there's other albums from Bowie on this uh, list. Did, okay. you like, did you like it, Martin, this album? So it was it was a complete surprise to me. I wanted to that that remastering thing that you spoke about. Yeah. So when I was looking this up oh, I was yeah, like did it, oh there's various different versions of this. Like there's a 2017 master, there's a 2009 yeah. master remaster I think. And uh, honestly I started listening to the 2007 because I thought it's the most up to date one. I'll listen to the 2017 remaster and I was listening to it on headphones and I thought this sounds shit. <laughs> I, I literally what, thought, what is over, what over is over wrong with this?
0: You, in terms of, I,
1: I just thought, I don't know what's punish. wrong with it, and I went and checked out the 2009 remaster of it, and immediately I felt happier. I was like, oh, I can listen to this. So and what was it they pushed? Don't more? know what. It, I mean, t- like trying to put my finger on it, but it just felt, clean. I don't know,
0: too cleaned up. Maybe mm. I think all those remasters in the recent ones are just <coughs> all too cleaned up, done too, too
1: much. But yeah, I was I was just massively intrigued. But initially, I because I I was familiar with sound and vision, for example, and then listening to it again in the context of the album, I hadn't noticed the drum sound in particular on it, mm. how mangled the drum sound is by that sort of re-pitching, um, that um, yeah, pitch Re- change, that they've got on the, the drum, things. and I th- thought I knew that song, and it hadn't yeah. really listened to the drum sound on it. That's like, I've never <laughs> never noticed that before. And then, like I said, you hear it on everything, sort of post... On other bands do it, yeah. Um, it was almost like the Phil,
0: Collins, the Phil Collins moment. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. I was also, my reaction to it, and listening to it again this morning as well, it's interesting to you guys talking about the synth sounds and how they kind of came out later... A bit of me was listening to this, going, "This sounds like someone who's just got a new synthesizer for Christmas." Yeah, <laughs> and I was going, "Oh, look, it does this." I and think we'll, it's someone who we'll put it, that on a track. Yeah, that, that it made is me just feel a, bit, a little bit. I, like yeah,
0: that. I think it's someone who couldn't be bothered to uh, sing and do melodies, and he. he uh, it's, yeah, I did read a thing a where deserves, he literally said, really I,
1: "There's no lyrics on this because I've got nothing to say." I think that was a quote from Boy Well, they actually said That's that. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, but I can understand at the
2: time how, like, I think. However, like forty years later, this album sort of makes sense because we've heard the '80s and we've heard that. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. that at the time, what well, wasn't his one of his best ones because yeah. it such like futuristic sounds for what he was doing. Mm. I think more it makes more sense. Definitely in this state, split in
1: opinion to go back to your kind of how was it was sort of received at the time. I think there was there was that sort of what is this? This isn't Bowie, oh, the hitmaker sort of guy mm. or the pop star. And yet, there was other people who were going. Well, this is right. This is what we want yeah. from an artist like. I think you've well, got to separate kind of, that hasn't as well. He has done anything. He never does anything that's the same as what he's done before. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, was the argument. He's yeah. always changing. Sometimes True.
2: you just got to, you can't expect there to be hits. You just got to separate that he's done that before and just listen purely as definitely piece but about eleventh yeah. yeah. album, yeah. right? Yeah, I think
0: back then, and back in the day, you had license to be able to do that. You know, he's probably signed to a long. His record label
1: didn't want to put it out. Right. That was the, again, that's similar to the Marvin Gaye one, I suppose. That kind of, you know, what is this? What are we going to do with this? And that was very much the situation with um, RCA, I think the record label for this one. was. And Lowe, they didn't want to put it out. Like, there was very little promotion done for it. They didn't know what to say about it. But could, I didn't mean, know how to promote it?
0: In current day, could Ed Sheeran go and do pretty much an instrumental album now? probably not. Mm. You know, it won't it, it's almost like back then they had more license wouldn't it be to good do that. If he did, though?
1: Yeah. And yeah. yeah. like, then in 40 years that, time we'd love it. About yeah. the Adele thing again. Yeah. It's like, you know, what Adele come out with an album that's much like the previous one? That's sort of what you expect. But wouldn't it be fun if she didn't? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because you look at like, you know, the Beatles and their journey of their albums, yeah. you know, like surely you want to see an artist experiment okay not in, not indulge too much and just go yeah. too strange but you want to see them experiment because mm. you know we've all got journeys music changes we've, we all write music I yeah. bet you were writing different songs 10 years ago to what you're writing mm. now and you know do you want to hear an album that just sounds like the last one mm. um, and I think back then they had more license to do that someone like Bowie on his 11th album could Have done anything, yeah, and then what you know, when the label comes calling and they go, Okay, you know, we need some good sales now, then he'll do a big pop commercial album, yeah. like he went and did. That was my favorite thing about it. That, that, that it was, oh, the no boy vocals, well, the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of that, but just that it was quite experimental,
1: yeah, yeah. And I thought that's that's I, cool. That's I, like that. That, I thought that you was you the funny, like listening to <laughs> it, I thought like finding out about it, I thought that was the funniest thing. Is that literally, Miles has said, The thing I don't like about Bowie's voice, and yeah. he's hardly <laughs> on this album, it's like, This is the perfect introduction to Bowie. For <laughs> you. So, the good news
0: for you, Martin, is that. Uh, um, Billy's manipulated the wi- the spit the sp- number generator, yeah. so we've got the Queen album with no Freddie vocals.
1: It's <laughs> one, one of those that's
0: that's the live excuse, the exclusive it really, everybody. I, I, Martin I, hates Queen. I, did, I, did, I don't hate Queen. I said
1: I, I only tell my brother I hate Queen because it winds him up. Um, yeah, really interesting listening to. The, I, I did that thing, thing you said, Billy. I was I listened to it once. I thought I'm going to have to listen to this mm. again because I don't think I really got it the first mm. time I listened to it or. or or I need to listen to it again in order to get it I don't, I don't think you could shuffle this album either. No, and it was, but I also thought it wasn't that I didn't want to do that. Do you know you could listen to an album and you go like, I'm going to need to listen to this a few times in order to get it, but I can't be bothered. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Why yeah. would I do that? Whereas with this one, I was like, I feel that if I do listen to it again, I'll get something from yeah, yeah, it so yeah. it'd be worth it. I did like it a lot more the second time I listened Definitely. to it. And even without really loving anything on it, I recognised the reference points for stuff that I do love that came later that if you know Mm. what I mean I I could hear that there were bands that I do love from later on things like Japan for example I don't know if you guys have ever heard anything by Japan band but there's certainly stuff in their albums that I really love that I'm thinking yeah they've definitely used this as a reference point do
0: you think Bowie started that though or do you reckon there's a band somewhere along the world listening to this who actually said, well, actually we started that back in. Oh, back I think before he,
1: he references from his point of view, that was that Kraftwerk, for example, mm. oh, Cannes, right. I think. Yeah. yeah. That was his reference points coming into this as well. So it's not, definitely didn't start there. But yeah. I don't know those either. So I can't, yeah. <laughs> I, can't I can't, I can't feed that back. So he definitely like, stuff from there.
2: Those were bands big because they knew that very like them. Or Kraftwerk big before.
1: That. Uh Craftwork, are, uh I don't know if there's any. It'd be great if there's a Craftwork album on this list. I don't know <laughs> if there is. But, um, do you know much about Craftwork?
2: No, not really. I don't. I don't. I really know mean, they wear like the suits and ties,
1: don't they? Well, they sort of. They, their image was like we're not real. We're robots, basically. Yeah. That was their sort of manufactured image. I know some stuff by Craftwork, and I know how influential they are as an early synth pop band, basically. Yeah. But I was listening to. Great other podcast recently when they were saying that the thing about Kraftwerk was when they released their first album, people literally thought they were a novelty act. <laughs> they didn't realize they were serious. Yeah, it's like the song comes out and they get, oh, it's, the, it's that comedy band, right? And then <laughs> right. they bring out an album. They go, they've got an album, like a proper album. <laughs> it was like it took a while for people to get. It was like, oh, they're they're actually doing this. Serious. as it's serious. like you know, the and then, get, and then know? get the integrity and the art of what yeah. they were doing, I suppose. Uh, whether you like or hate <laughs> do you know
0: the Bonzo Dog Doodar band
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah I think that was a similar thing that it was almost comedy and then they dropped an album was like wow but it's really good
1: and I mean really they, funny. they were hugely talented musicians weren't they they but, were amazing but do, yeah. doing stupid songs but <laughs> yeah. sort of my pink
0: talented. half of the drainpipe yeah <laughs>
1: um,
0: and the intros and outro, I love them but yeah but um, <laughs> do you like Bowie now Bill do you like him anymore
2: uh, I've seen another side to him that I didn't realise he had like musically I suppose I do like him a little bit more now yeah um, was your
0: dad into him yeah, not dialogue, massively, but
2: again, around that time, more like punk sort of stuff. I think yeah. you like the earlier and later stuff. Um, but yeah, I definitely am more eager to listen to more stuff now.
0: What genre would you put Bowie in? Is it pop, pop artist, right? Would you say?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But but you kind of uh, alluded to the, oh, I thought you said it, you didn't even allude to it, you said it directly. <laughs> he's got a very sort of cult following as well. It's like, it's a very interesting that he's got this very populist audience. Yeah. And, and, big, and big commercial appeal, mm. but also a very hardcore of absolute boy lovers. You know that still continues to this day. As like he's the greatest ever, sort of. You thing. know, Ricky Gervais is one of those. Yeah, he took so that. Yeah, he yeah. loves yeah.
2: him. Yeah. What genre would this album be? Quite rock, uh, Rocky. Well, quite pop rock. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. But then it's like
0: almost experiments with those synths and yeah. those different that harmonised drum sound. Yeah. So experimental yeah. pop yeah. rock, really.
1: Yeah. Is yeah. it synth pop? Wikipedia has called it art rock. Oh yeah, uh, avant avant pop, avant mm. pop, yeah. electronic, ambient, and experimental rock.
0: Well, we said all the words there. Just, yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. I was interested. That his album before this was the greatest hits album, uh-huh. <laughs> the one that was released before. Well, maybe that sums up an era,
0: though, doesn't it? You have a great sense. And, and, then, and then, and then, yeah. you know,
1: this this came out early '77, and then there was another album that came out late '77 as well. So his twelfth you know, oh. album was only a few months later. God, they used to bang them out, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Is that one another Berlin one? Yeah, I think because Lowe's the first of the three, I think. What are the three? Uh, it is Lowe, Heroes, Medium. and The Lodger, I think, are the three. Oh, Heroes must be the massive one. We'll, we'll, we'll get there, I'm sure.
2: Is there another one of, you, of the albums he's done that is as instrumentational? Is that a word? Don't know. <laughs> I'm
0: not sure, but I've just, I've just sort of typed in the role. They're on the Rolling Stone, they do the top 10 Bowie albums. Oh, yeah. Um, where do you think this one came?
1: Fourth or something. I <laughs>
0: said
2: so mid table. Fourth,
0: was it? Fourth. It before, any? So the fact we don't know, we'd never really. Well, I don't know much about Bowie really, yeah. but Martin, like the fact you weren't even who knows a lot about Bowie, hadn't heard this, and it's fourth. Yeah. It's quite harp, isn't it? Well, I quite like yeah, down. Yeah,
1: I, I, I would have said I. I would have said broadly speaking. I think I did on the podcast last week. I'm, I would have said I'm a Bowie fan yeah and then like and then, I had no, no idea I bet about at the time then
2: when they released it they were saying like this is Bowie's worst album I think that, that proves how much time has an effect like 40 yeah, years definitely. later that's a really good like, point like if yeah. an artist releases like a weird one now like that Kanye yeah. one in another 30 years that could probably be even higher Yeah, because they're trying I, something different I,
1: we've uh, also I think alluded to this as well Did the fact that he's dead make a difference yeah because I even, I read that about the Marvin Gaye one as well. It was like that kind of, when he died, that sort of, you, you create a reassessment yeah, of definitely. his career at that point. And I think that's happened Yeah. To the Marvin songs, Gaye. The songs all sound a bit better as well. Yeah. You know, we're, we're now, what, five years? when was it 20s? After he yeah. boy died, I think, yeah. five years later, doing a, doing a list. And again, does that create, a, I'd be interested to see where these albums were before that. It's going, well, now mm. he's gone. We need to reassess the career yeah. and therefore we'll grade things differently. Do you definitely. know what I mean? Does that help your yeah. I think critical w- If you die, you're going become not
2: like, More like, iconic, definitely. more. Yeah. Comes more like timelessness, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: something like that. Yeah. I actually thought about Adele when I was watching her yesterday. I suddenly was, <laughs> I was like, this is really good. <laughs> if she died, it no, would be better. Sorry. I know it was great for your career. But I was watching her and I thought, she's fantastic. And then the way she was singing, I was like, oh my God, when she's not here, the kids of the future yeah. are going to look back at these performances and think, yep. wow, gosh, God, yeah. you, you had like a real talent. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think sometimes I think you take right. them for granted, don't you? 100%. 100%. I, I,
1: you're, honestly, I think you're yeah. right. I was thinking that as I was listening to that album this yeah. morning, about, we were talking last week about classic voices. And yeah. I was like, oh, is Adele one of those? She's got that, that that sort of purity of that vocal, her ability to just sing. Yeah. I like, think I was thinking, but is she, is she like a, a George Michael-esque singer, I think, but
0: even like. like George Michael, like, don't get me wrong, I was a massive George Michael mm. fan. But you, if you looked on a graph and saw how his streams and his things, mm. after he died, pe- he became even better to people. Mm. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing because it's well-deserved with him and it will be well-deserved with Adele. But I think at the moment, people, Adele thinks she's great. But mm. if she were to ever not be in, yeah. hopefully that won't be for yeah. many years, yeah, yeah. Um, she'd, be a, she'd go down as an absolute legend, like yeah. up yeah. there with Whitney Houston and, and the best. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm glad I've discovered this album. I think that's probably my... I'm glad I got the chance to listen to it because I think without doing this, there's every chance that I would never have listened. To I think it. I've, I've, and I'm glad every, I have now.
2: Every album I've, listened to, I've got something out of. I think, that's, and I wouldn't have never listened to this album without no doing it. Didn't even know it
0: existed, yeah. like Martin said. So no, yeah, but yeah, it's good.
1: You can kind of go. Oh yeah, I I know about Bowie's Berlin period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's been
2: album yet. Yeah, that's absolutely like got me that. It's like, oh, that's definitely in my top 500 yet. Like, or top yeah. 100, whatever. I'm still sort of waiting on that. Yeah. Be like blown away. Or waiting for the, the album to come out that you don't need to listen to. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah.
1: So well. <laughs> I feel, I probably feel like right now, the one that I would say, you know, if it, if someone stuck it on, that, or if was or coming on, I'd go like, oh, I can't be bothered with this. The only one that I wouldn't think that way about, like, I would just happily go, oh, yeah, this is fine. Just leave it on. Yeah. It's probably the Marvin Gaye one. Mm. I think all oh, the it, it's sort of the other ones I can see that I might not be in the mood for it. Yeah. You know oh, I mean. yeah. Like it's kind of going. Yeah, this is good, but not now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on it right now. Whereas with the Marvin Gaye one, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. This yeah, could be just any, like, any time. You can play it any time. Exactly. Yeah. I think they've
0: all been quite like, yeah. You've summed it up well there. You've definitely gone in the mood for a lot yeah. of them. If yeah. we look back, Taylor Swift, you got to be in that real like. Let's listen to real big pop tunes mm-hmm. like uh, Kanye. That. I just called it the auto tune album. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the
2: mood for. For neither you put it on, you didn't even realise <laughs> it was on. <laughs> yeah, was just there. So, yeah. Sex Pistols. You've got anything to
0: listen to that? Yeah. Sex Pistols. No, and, right, then, yeah. um, and then this Bowie one. Oh, I think maybe even this Bowie one I could have on the back and Not feel too like I'm not in the mood for that. It's yeah. no, it's kind yeah. of. I thought it was nice to listen to.
2: Yeah. Um, when he wasn't singing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. 't even like vision.
0: <laughs> don't you sometimes? Ah. I hope we get another one though I do because yeah. yeah. I'm still not convinced enough that I'll now get into the works of Bowie, but if I'm yeah. forced to. Yeah. By virtue of this, well, sort of I, I suppose
1: at least the theory would be we're we're going to get the chance to listen to Bowie's best work, not his mm. at least in terms of how it's assessed by this list. Yeah. So you're not going to be forced to listen to the stuff that people go, yeah, it's all right. I don't think there's going to be a Tin Machine album on this list, for example. Mm. You know Tin Machine? Don't know. It's the point when Bowie got so bored of being Bowie that he joined uh, it, he joined a band. Uh, <laughs> Did yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah, he made a band and called it Tin Machine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was he would just refer to himself as the singer and wouldn't do any interviews. Nobody liked him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now so can we embarrass Billy for a bit? Because now we know that I'm not a massive Bowie fan, Martha's not a massive Queen fan. What huge mega star band are you not actually
2: Oh. Friends? Like A C D C Iron Maiden, that sort of like it? no. Yeah, I'm not. And I think really coming from like a like a rock, rock background, I just don't you really just can't get
0: it. Get it. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Is that as embarrassing?
1: Kind of, yeah. <laughs> like I, cop I, out. I, I hope when we go
0: viral and we get loads of fans, There's you get definitely other movie. ones
1: I can think of apart from Queen that I should probably, yeah, I just never got into it. Really? Well, I think I said Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, same. That sort of whole, really? yeah. I like Bruce Springsteen. Well, you know, maybe I will if we get a chance to listen to an album. I might go, I didn't, I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know. Yeah. Done a bit of Boy, we've done a bit of Marvin Gaye, we've now got are two albums to choose for next week. We ready? So, it's not a hit. Billy, oh, number no. generator, hit me. Two hundred ninety-one. Ooh. Middle of the road. Two ninety-one is drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> the writings on the wall. Destiny's Child. Ooh. oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. What year was that? Uh, Nineteen ninety-nine over 20 years ago they are Beyonce's um, been around for more than 20 years my god
2: <laughs> they are uh, I love them though to be fair oh there's some good tunes Cause on there. when you think of that sort of like the pop like girls and boys band you think of like like they've got bangers for singles like yeah uh, is the album like worth listening but I'm excited now it is y- yeah,
0: yeah I mean I love our, I love 90s R&B yeah uh,
2: so
1: I'm, a, I'm I'm. It's definitely s- a, their breakthrough album I think that's probably fair to say not their first album but the big one, I think. probably. I just saw Bill's,
0: show. Bill's, Bill's on it, which is a great song. Yeah, and yeah. your name's obviously... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bill, cubed, Bill Cubed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Next uh, one. Okay, that's cool. Destiny's Child. That's Sweet. a bit of a change of direction, isn't it? Ready for the next one? Yep. 453. Oh, no. low oh, low down. Okay, so we're getting to the rubbish end of stuff. Everyone's <laughs> going to skip this ah, week's one. <laughs> now this, now I, I could, this is one I can honestly say. This is one of my favourite albums of all time. Wow. so I'm quite excited because I don't know if you guys will ever have heard this maybe you have this is a uh, number 453 is Pretty Hate Machine by Nine Inch Nails Ah! oh okay nice is that they're like the second one I don't know it might be their debut actually yeah what a beautifully eclectic mix of two albums yeah it might be first yeah debut album from Nine Inch Nails Yeah. 1989 so 10 years 1989 cool it's definitely influential for me I'm quite excited in terms of stuff I like too. I'm excited yes. about these. That's good. Cool.
0: Yeah. We've had some. We've had some crackers here, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, with top 500, they're all going to be good, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But these are good. We're having. We're getting. We're going to some like. Yeah.
1: Right. Nice. Well, next week. See you next we'll week. Come back Cheers. next week with uh two brand new albums that are old. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible ending. <laughs> 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 See you next time. Bye. Bye.
2: me.